in the face of John Collins. Super Bowl champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Swoop Radio, I'm your host Josh Sanchez, and man, it has been, what a weekend in sports, the NBA All-Star Game took place, all the festivities went down on Sunday, Um, usually I record my podcast on Thursday, but I have a doctor's appointment, and I also have a couple other things I need to take care of on Thursday, so instead of doing it on Thursday, I was like, why not do it Monday night? Um, like let, let's have some fun tonight. Um, I do have some topics for you guys. I wanted to really get into NBA all-star weekend. I wanted to know like, what do you guys think about it? Um, I most ever once Simmons and Embiid were officially ruled out. I'll get into that in a little bit. It kind of killed my mood for all-star weekend, or should I say all-star day, all-star game day. Um, and also today we'll get into some Dak Prescott news because he just signed a four-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys. And then I want to get into some top athletes. We can either do top athletes of the decade. Um, you guys can talk about your respected teams. I know for me, I was thinking of doing like an all Sixers or all Philadelphia top 10 athletes of the past decade or even all time. We can really get into some debates and really get into some good talk amongst each other with that. But tonight's podcast is mainly more of an interactive podcast for you guys. And just like usual, before we get started, you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, on anchor.fm, twitch.tv, iHeartRadio, Spotify. All you have to do is search Swoop Radio and I'll pop up. And man, we're, I'm here to give you guys some good vibes and some good time um, because again, I've been testing out some sound effects. I know you guys saw my intro screen and was wondering like, what the heck was he doing? But I got mad intro. I got mad uh, beats and stuff like that. So we're going to have some fun tonight. I know it's a Monday night, but what's a, what's a great way to start the week with a wonderful, wonderful live stream because I'm not going to lie to you. This is how I felt about the All-Star game and and everything. I was I was not I, once Simmons and Embiid was ruled out and this is this is what this is how we'll get the podcast going. Once Simmons and Embiid were ruled out, you guys know, if you guys have been listening to my live streams and also my previous podcast, I am a diehard Sixers fan. And I was expecting to see my two all-stars in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play. I was expecting Embiid to drop at least 30 points or around 25, 30 points because Team Durant needed a superstar player. 
And then Ben Simmons, I was expecting him coming off the bench, maybe dropping like 15 and 10, giving some good defense. I definitely think the game would have been better if both Simmons and Embiid did play in the game. But, you know, that's just not how life works sometimes. And as you guys can tell, shout out to my barber, Desmere. That man knows how to make a nice fade. You want him to work on any type of hair, trim your beard, clean it up. That's my boy Desmere right there. He's on Booksy. Uh, he diced me up this weekend, and me and him were talking about it this weekend. We were like, dang, it's like me visiting you right before I got an All-Star game. Uh, if you guys don't know, Embiid and Simmons is barber literally tested positive for COVID-19 and that and that really sucks it does because again I wanted to see both of these guys play and it's not their fault that their barber tested positive for COVID-19 so I mean again that's just how that's just our type of world that we're living in we're in a pandemic still I know a lot of people don't really want to wear masks and stuff like that but this is why you got to be really careful now, I do know that Simmons and Embiid both tested negative, which is a great sign. What that means is, is that the barber, even though he tested positive, was definitely doing the right COVID protocols. He definitely was sanitizing his hands. He definitely was no, he definitely knew what he was doing. Again, it was just an unfortunate event. And Simmons and Embiid did not play. And I know... I know I'll, I'll get into the game in a little bit because I really did. I thought the game was very entertaining. But honestly, Team LeBron just dominated from start to finish. I mean, if I was allowed to play like YouTube highlights, I would. But I'm not trying to get flagged for copyright. But yeah, it's just like as I'm really just recalling it, it was just a bummer. I wanted to see Embiid. Because Giannis was getting whatever he wanted. I definitely think no one on Team LeBron can really stick Embiid down low. Embiid showed it last All-Star game. Who was getting buckets down the stretch? It was Joel Embiid. It was him on one end and then LeBron on the other end. It was great. It was great basketball. So, I mean, that was just unfortunate. And Team Durant did not have KD, did not have Devin Booker, did not have... (laughs) <laughs> and not have Joel Embiid and they lost the game by 20 points and in reality Devin Booker could definitely hit you a couple threes and B would have given you 25 and then Durant probably would have given you 25 so right there that's a dub for team Durant but you're missing your three top dogs what else do you expect and then the fact that Giannis was going 16 of 16 I'm actually happy for him though because, and this is what we'll get into the topic first, the MVP obviously is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I felt like this was a really big moment for him. He is a two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and he needed to show everyone like, hey, like, I am the most dominant player in the league. And I know that he does not have a jumper, and I know that the Milwaukee Bucks are the three seed right now, and... The past two postseasons, they have not really lived up to their post. They have not lived up to their regular season potential. Like, you can't lose to Miami in the second round when they're a five seed. That's just unacceptable. But, man, this was a great moment for Giannis. He definitely needed to win an All-Star Game MVP. He definitely deserves it. He is an absolute baller. He's still averaging close to 30 this year, but he's getting slept on. 
And uh, and also on a side note, as I am as as I'm about to continue this topic, I am currently watching the Gonzaga game. Um, I'm not really gonna live stream it word for word, but it's good to watch some college basketball during the week. I don't know what you I don't know about you guys, but I usually watch a lot of college basketball during the conference championships. That's when I usually start to watch it. Because, I mean, in the regular season, it's cool when they meet up. But when it's tournament time and crunch time, that's when you really see the top dogs in the draft and the top guys in college. And just for another side note, I was watching Steph Curry's college uh, highlights at Davidson because I know the tournament's coming up and it's coming up this weekend. I'm going to probably, during my live stream, I'll definitely, as I'm live streaming the Nets and Celtics game uh, this week, I'm also probably going to live stream and maybe even do an NCAA tournament bracket. In fact, I might even do it now tonight, honestly. Who knows? Who knows what this night is going to turn into? This is why I love just live streaming and freestyling. But at at the same time, though, that's when I watch college basketball. Conference championship time and then the NCAA tournament. I I only want to see it when the games matter. And it doesn't, no disrespect to the regular season, but... Each conference team, they play each other twice. They play one time at their arena, another time at the other person's arena. And then you got the conference championships. And that's where we saw Cardiac Kemba. Like, I I just love stuff like that. I love it when the game is magnified. So, yes, I am watching Gonzaga play. And they are clearly the number one team. And... I, I love their team from top to bottom. This is that I, I was I honestly believe this is one of their best teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if Gonzaga won at all. They need to I know they lost to North Carolina a couple years ago in the championship game and and it's gonna be interesting to see. But if there's a if there's a year for them to win it, I definitely think it's this year. And I'm definitely gonna fill out a bracket where they do win it, but you guys know I'm gonna probably fill out like ten brackets just because I'm crazy and I got nothing better to do. So, so yeah, I mean, so we'll, we'll see how the college tournament goes, but back to the all-star game. It was, this moment was meant for Giannis. It was Giannis is Giannis needed to show up last night because LeBron only played 13 minutes. He played in the first half. LeBron's been to 17 straight all-star games. So he's earned a right to rest and rest his body and, and, and be cool. And, man, it turned into a Giannis show. It also turned into Steph Curry. Man, Stephen Curry is just... You want to talk about, in terms of impact, like a Shaquille O'Neal impact, Stephen Curry, what he's done to revolutionize the entire game. And it was great to see between him winning the three-point contest on uh, yesterday and then also... And the way how he won the three-point contest, literally Mike Conley had 28 points, and all he needed was the money ball for the win. And you know Steph is flashing it. Like, man, what he's done, like Shaq, the reason why I compare his impact to Shaquille O'Neal's is because when Shaq was on the court, he would see a triple team, a double team, very similar to how Embiid's seeing it. And what it does is that condenses the defense, which then frees up the shooters. What Stephen Curry has done is the exact opposite. The second he comes across half court, guys are already coming up at him, which is leaving the paint wide open for guys like a Draymond Green, a Harrison Barnes throughout his career, a KD, 
like all all Andrew Wiggins, I know he played for a little bit, but it frees them it frees them so much because the second he crosses half court, immediately the double team comes. Immediately. Again, that's just greatness. And you just gotta admire that at at, at some point. I get it. Like he definitely has had his moments. Like he has not really been the most clutch player, even though he's by far the greatest shooter of all time. He has not really had a lot of clutch moments, especially in the NBA Finals. He does not have a Finals MVP to show for it. But let's be real here. What Stephen Curry has done to completely change the landscape of the NBA, people weren't thinking about threes. Now everybody's got to shoot a three. And that's all because of Steph Curry winning back-to-back league MVPs, first unanimous MVP, what he did in Davidson, Freaking beating, uh, beating Georgetown, a two seed, beating Wisconsin, a three seed, getting to the elite eight and then barely losing to Kansas, the number one seed. Like you got to give props when props is due to Stephen Curry's impact. And it was just great to see him and Lillard literally have like a half court three point contest. And I definitely think within like a decade or two, they might even add a four-point line. I definitely think that would be really great for the NBA. And the four-point line should be any three-point shot, technically, that's 30 feet or longer. That would be great because then you would have guys just chucking them. And that would make even more spacing for the NBA. So, I mean, it's it, the, the sky's the limit. The NBA has so many possibilities and so many... Just so many options and directions where they can go. And it's in the NBA is in gray hands. A lot of young talent. No disrespect to LeBron's generation and and stuff. But man, it's the future's looking bright. And that's another reason why I really wanted to see Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play. And then they might even be out for the Bulls game and Wizards game. So I'm I'm furious. And and my number one, for initially, how I felt was, oh, was Embiid and Simmons okay? That's how I'm always going to put the players' needs first, always. And once I found out that they, they both tested negative for COVID-19, which is perfect, but now they got to follow this, this protocol where they're going to be out for seven days, even though they don't have COVID because their barber had covid it's frustrating. It it's super it's super frustrating. So I mean, hey man, it, it, it is what it is. Hopefully the Sixers can find a way to go one of two. Cause I know they play the Wizards. Bradley Beal holding him is gonna be tough. And the Bulls with Zach Levine. Now I do know that they do play the Bulls at home. So hopefully they can squeak a win and then maybe Friday they get lucky in the league. Let's either one of those guys play or something, but yeah, it's, it's not looking good for them for the first two games, even though it's not their fault. Now, I did love Embiid's Twitter. He did mention, he was like, dang, like me trying to catch this fade. Embiid, Embiid is such a funny personality. He's just great on and off the court. He also donated over $100,000 of his all-star, all-star game money for the homelessness and people that need money. It, it's just great what he has done. And as a fan, I am super excited 
But for the first two games, I'm not going to lie to you. All I feel is pain. So much pain. So much pain. So much pain. I don't know about y'all, but so much pain. But, man, I mean, the All-Star game. Sorry, guys. The the dunk contest really... I was not impressed. I really was not. I and and I know that a lot of players did not want to play because of COVID nineteen. I completely get it. This year, I completely understand. But man, they've had they had a bunch of just no names. I I I want to see more star power at these slam dunks events. I know LeBron got snubbed his rookie year in the All Star game. And I know they still wanted him to join the slam dunk contest. And he felt some type of way because he was like, I should be in the all-star game, but I'm not. And ever since that happened, that's why LeBron has not been in the slam dunk contest. LeBron, I completely get it. I understand. But come on, man. I want to see you in a dunk contest. I want to see him, KD, some other guys just go at it. I would have loved to see him and versus Dwayne Wade at a slam dunk contest. Like it would have been great. It would have been instant television. And I think a lot of, and I'm, and that's no disrespect to Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, their slam dunk contests were arguably the best of all time. Not going to lie to you. They are at respect. You have my respect. Um, <laughs> but I it's just there's just been a lack of star power in the slam dunk contest, like the three point contest. You got Stephen Curry. Now you would have had Devin Booker, but he chose not to participate. Like one year you had Stephen Clay go at it, and Clay Thompson ended up out dueling Steph Curry in the three point contest. And you can't sit up here and tell me that you can't you have star power in the three point contest but you can't get like a Zion Williamson in a slam dunk contest or like uh I know Derek Jones Jr has done it a couple of times you can't you like you can't get like uh like a Donathan Mitchell I I think he's participated but I I forget you get my point though we need I want to see some star power in this slam dunk contest. And that's no disrespect to Simmons, who ended up winning the all-star slam dunk contest. And I know a lot of people are a fan of his dunk. I'm, I really was not impressed. I was not. Because I was like, what are you doing? Are you trying to kiss the rim? But you didn't kiss the rim? Like, you got to come prepared. If you're going to kiss the rim, kiss the rim. Wear a mouth guard. Wear something. But, like, you can't do a kiss and then pull it back last second because it kind of looks corny. And I was not really impressed. The Pacers guy, I don't even know his name, and I apologize. Because he hasn't even, he didn't even attempt a single dunk in his career yet. And he had, by far, the best dunk of the night, in my opinion, out of the three candidates. I know Toppin, uh, he was the other candidate for the Knicks. But, um... Yeah, that's that's just been my problem with the NBA slam dunk contest. It's just there's just not enough star power. Other than Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine's iconic duel. I I need to see more. I, I want to see stars participate. 
I love when Dwight Howard won a cu- like our earlier decade. Oh, uh, what's up, man? What's up, Dunk FM? How you doing, buddy? Man, I, I was I'm talking about the All Star game right now, dude, and uh, I I want to see more star power in the slam dunk contest. I know I know why a lot of stars don't want to do it, but like seeing the three point contest and seeing and seeing Stephen Curry just shoot the lights out from three, and a couple years ago it was him versus Clay in the finals. Like I want to see some of that with the slam dunk contest. So that that's one of the things I'm really hoping that these young guys like Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, um, Donathan Mitchell, uh, trying to think of uh, John Morant. I want to see Zion Williamson. Like I want to see these young guys go at it at the slam dunk contest. I don't want to see a Simmons or a guy that does not, uh, that has not dunked a single basketball in his career. But um yeah, like that I just thought the the dunk contest was just a little disappointing. But the All-Star game was so entertaining. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, I did not really watch a lot of it because Simmons and Embiid were ruled out and that's so unfortunate what happened to them. And I I was just talking about what happened to them like 5 minutes ago, but yeah, the All-Star game was great. Stephen Curry and Damian Lillard just chucking it from 40 feet. I definitely think the NBA, I think within the decade or two, I think they could really make the game even more interesting if they added a four-point line from 30-plus feet. That would encourage a lot more people to chuck up shots for four points. I definitely think that would be really cool and definitely like make the game a lot of like very entertaining. And I might sound crazy now talking about this, but I mean, people in the sixties and stuff were talking about a three point line. And now you've seen what happened with the three point line now. So I definitely think players should be rewarded for being able to hit 30 plus footers. Like literally it's like taking a layup. And that's what Lillard and Curry showed last night. They were just one step out of half court. Bang. Like, it's it's great. It's great to watch. When, when the shots are going in, it's great to watch. But Team Durant had no shot. <laughs> Team Durant literally had no shot at all. The second and B was not playing. You don't have KD. You don't have Devin Booker. You don't have Joel and B. That's 30 point, 30, 40, 50 points right there. You're, you have no shot of winning. That's part of the reason why LeBron was like, all right, I'm not going to play in the second half. I'm going to let all these young guys rock out and play. I mean, because he's been to 17 All-Star games. And now LeBron, the GM, is 4-0 in these games. So, I mean, he's he's a beast. He's just a different breed. Oh, man. But, I mean, that's pretty much everything that I took away from the All-Star game. The three-point contest was great. The skills competition, ah, they need to add a little bit more. Like, I mean, the chess pass is cool. Like, don't get me wrong. The chess pass is really cool in the skills competition. But I, it's not really. Like, I was watching clips of Sabonis and Vucevic just dribble around the cones very slow. Like, it doesn't really take, it does take skill to do it. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, I'm just like, maybe they could change it up a little bit. Make the obstacles a little bit harder. So that way it's like, all right, like I really got to be able to dribble fast through these through this obstacle course instead of just nonchalant, just dribbling side to side and stuff like that. But other than the skills competition and the slam dunk contest, 
And for guys that are just tuning in, I, I literally was just explaining about everything with this, uh, with the slam dunk contest and how it just needs star power so desperately. But the all-star game was great. Seeing Lillard hit the game winning shot. I mean, he's been doing this for his whole career. And I know a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon now, now that he is like hitting more clutch shots more and more and more. But like he's been doing this since like 20, since he entered the league in 2013, 2012, 2013, one of those two years. Like he, he, he hit a game winner to send the Rockets home his like third year in the league. And a lot of people weren't really talking about it. So like Damian Lillard is a baller. That man is an absolute beast. And a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon now, but I know a lot of Portland fans, because I've talked to a lot of Portland fans, they're like, oh, now everyone wants to talk about Damian Lillard. But he's literally been doing this since he's entered the league. He's never been... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm excited too, yeah. For you guys that know, I'm going to live stream the Nets-Celtics game on Thursday, and I'm also going to do... Another live stream as well. So I'm going to do both games on Thursday on on TNT. So the earlier game is the Celtics Nets. And then the other game is the um, Warriors and Clippers. So I'll be doing both games. And I'll give you guys a little preview right now. So this is my little preview. Sorry, ignore my camera. But this is my little preview for it. So I got Celtics Nets. And then I also got Clippers Warriors. So that's it's going to be a... Long live stream at night, but we're going to come out for some good times. Um, I might even eat food during it. <laughs> so it's going to be sit back, relax. We're going to watch some basketball, have some fun here on Swoop Radio. But, yeah, I, I'm excited, too. I can't I can't wait for the game. And it's good because it's good because I want to expand. I don't want to. I love my Sixers to death, but and we'll have some fun when it's when it's Sixers uh, Celtics and stuff down the road and all those games, but both of those games should be good. And I'm going to have a live bet for each game. So it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. And hopefully we can win some money too. I I mean, I know I got a Celtics fan on here that would really, uh, I'm, I'm looking who to bet. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Tatum cause he's due for a big night. If Tatum can go for 30 against the Nets, that would be really good. And then maybe I'll have like a James Harden triple-double as like a, a two a two-player ticket that could, if they ball out, I can win big. So I, I think that would be really cool. But we'll see. I'll, 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 as we get closer to uh, the game, I'll start giving little hints and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, that was all my takeaways from the All-Star, NBA All-Star weekend. To be honest, I do wish that there was more star power when it comes to the slam dunk contest. But Giannis was your MVP, well-deserved. The fact that he was banking threes, it was just his night. He just was not missing. So, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo, big shout-out to him. And he needed a night like this. He needed the night where he can be like, yeah, in a game where there's all the stars, I can be the most dominant player. And, I mean, he is a two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. He showed it last night, his greatness. And he was long due, long due for an All-Star Game MVP. And this just solidifies his already Hall of Fame resume. He The league is, the league is in great hands. Giannis, Embiid, Simmons, Tatum, Brown, Donathan Mitchell, 
John Morant, Zion Williamson, Devin Booker. There's so many just Nikolai Jokic. There's so Jamal Murray. The list just goes on and on with all these young guys. The league is going to be great. These next, even when LeBron retires, and I know everyone's going to be sad, but yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Giannis, yeah, Giannis could could probably win the MVP, but just like just like you said, Dunk FN, FN I completely agree. He he's won the previous two years, and it's time for someone else to win. Because <laughs> I mean, and honestly, you can make the case that LeBron got snubbed last year. He averaged twenty five and ten, and the Lakers were the number one seed and had the best record in the league that year. No, the Bucks did, but the Lakers were a close second. So you could make the case that LeBron could have won that one, and then even James Harden the other year. James Harden averaged 36 that year and got snubbed. So, I mean, Giannis is a two-time MVP, though. Got to give him his props. But I will say, though, there was a couple candidates that I thought could have got the nod. But he's definitely not going to win MVP this year. especially In order for him to win another MVP, the Bucs are going to have to have the best record and they're going to have to be a real dominant team. And... This year, they have not really proven that. They've been very inconsistent. They've won five, then they lost five, then they won another five, and now at the end of the All-Star break, losing their last two, or I believe going 500 in their last, like, four games going into the All-Star break. So who knows what Bucks team we're going to see. And I really can't wait for Sixers-Bucks. So not this week, but the following week, I'm going to live stream that game. That game is going to be highlighted, starred on my calendar. Simmons and Embiid will definitely be back by then, fully healthy and away from anybody that's COVID. I would definitely stay away from my barber if I was Simmons and Embiid. (laughs) That's all I'm going to have to say. And the crazy part is I got my hair shaped up this weekend too, so definitely weird to think about. But this leads me to, because I mean, let me talk about basketball and stuff. I I wanted to know because I know I usually have a very diverse group when it comes to like fans and stuff. Um, I'm going to post a question on the chat, but I was going to list just some great athletes. It can be either basketball, football, baseball, because I'm lucky enough in Philadelphia where I'm a four for four guy. I get to watch the Flyers, I get to watch the Sixers, I get to watch the Eagles, and I get to watch the Phillies. So, like, I was really thinking, what were Philadelphia's top 10 athletes of this current decade? And I know for, if you're if you're a Boston fan, I know Dunk FN, you're a Boston fan. I want to know, who is, like, in your top 10 for Boston athletes? Because that's obviously tough because, I mean, Brady... Brady's won mad chips. So like Boston's been very lucky where the Bruins have won and dominated the past decade. Like Boston, literally, they literally win a chip like every like five years. Yeah. Big poppy. But in like the 2010s and stuff, like what would be your top 10 Boston athletes? I really would like to know and hear like your list. I feel like that'd be really cool. And I'll give you some time to think about it. But I know for Philadelphia right at the top, as I, as I'm thinking off the top of my head, I, I have to really think, because um, Claude Giroux is definitely top two, maybe even top three 
for the Eagles or not for the uh, for the Flyers because what he's done in the decade he's had he had over a hundred points in a season uh, for hockey and stuff. I know he ranked in like the top three that year. Claude, I mean Claude Giroux definitely has had his moments in the postseason where he's not shown up, but Claude Giroux is right up there. Yeah, I know, and and that, and I that's why I want to give you some time to think about it because and really come with a list because I want to know just out of curiosity. Because even in Philly, it's tough, and we barely have any like championships. I know for, uh, for the, like for the, I know because again, it's tough because it's four four sports. But just like I said, like Lashawn McCoy, even though Lashawn McCoy definitely had his off the field problems, he ran for over seven thousand yards with the Eagles for that decade. So like Lashawn, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I know. I mean you. I'm not I'm not really the biggest hockey guy either, but I, but I know at least enough, and I I watch hockey when it's playoff time. It, I'm not gonna lie to you, playoff hockey is pretty lit. Not gonna lie to you, it's pretty, it gets pretty intense when uh, when it comes to playoff hockey. Like there was like the Columbus Blue Jackets up. There was like the the Tampa Bay Lightning. This happened a couple years ago. Yeah, of the decade. Yep, the, uh, top ten of the decade. So here I'll put it in the chat. So. That way, that way, whoever's listening live, you guys can put your list. So in your city, who is in your top 10 athletes of the decade? Yeah, I heard this on the radio for in uh, 97 Fighter Fanatic, and I was just like, I really like this idea. Like, who is in? Philadelphia's top 10 of the decade because in no particular order the Eagles won the Super Bowl so you got to put Nick Foles in there because Nick Foles in 2013 he had a 27 and 2 season 27 touchdowns two interceptions and he also won us the dang Super Bowl and and he's some of the most iconic Eagles moments of the decade he's been the quarterback so Nick Foles got to be in the top 10 LaShawn McCoy has to be in the top 10 because he is a baller. I I for I, I know I don't know if you guys we, I have a lot of football fans here, but one of the best games of all time, it was in the snow. LaShawn McCoy ran for over 200 yards and was just shaking up the Lions players. It was definitely watch that game. I remember I was in high school. Yes, I was. I was in high school. It was snowing. I just got out of baseball practice and it was indoors. So we were just training, hitting in the cages. And I turned on the TV. I'm like, yo, they're still playing football. And LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy was just cooking them. So yeah, LaShawn McCoy's got to be in the top 10 for Philly sports of the decade. Um, For the Phillies, Cole Hamels, he threw a no hitter in 2015. And I know he won this chip in 08, but he was one of the best Philadelphia pitchers of all time. So Cole Hamels has got to be in the top 10. Uh, so, so far, I named Nick Foles, LaShawn McCoy, Cole Hamels, Claude Giroux in the top 10. It, it definitely top five. I already talked about him. So that's four. Then you got to go Jason Peters, eight-time Pro Bowler for the Eagles. Jason Kelsey, another Two-time All-Pro for the Eagles. So now I'm at six. Uh, I know in terms of basketball, you got to, I don't know, because Embiid is dominating this year. 
So he might not even, I, I think he will crack the top 10, but towards the bottom. So then you got Embiid, that's seven. Because Embiid's dominating this year. This is the 2020 decade. I'm talking about 2010. Uh, so that's seven, as I'm really thinking just off the top of my head. Um, you can make a case for Lane Johnson. You could. Um, you can make a case for, because Lane Johnson, the Eagles are uh, the best team in the NFL when he plays versus when he's not. Uh, you can make a case for Wentz. I'm not going to put Wentz on there especially with the way how everything ended. <laughs> I'm not going to put him on there. He was great for one year, and then things just didn't work out. Uh, for the Phillies, I mean, you can make a case for Rollins in that core, but they were all past their prime. So I'm not really going to put them in it. And, I mean, Sixers, I mean, there's not really, other than Ben Simmons and Embiid, the Sixers were trash in the beginning of the decade. I know Drew Holiday and Spencer Halls and them, they definitely they took Boston to seven, but that was their highlight for the Sixers. So, I mean, Roy Holiday probably would be on the list. He had two an RIP to one of the best pitchers of all time. So, I mean, I don't really have a top 10 on my, like off the top of my head. I just named a couple players. Definitely, if I did more research, I would understand. But yeah, I just wanted to know top 10 for Boston of the past decade. Cuz I mean, Boston the in terms of basketball, they had, they've been to a lot of conference finals, but they've just haven't gotten over the hump. And 2010 you could mention KG in them, but they that was only for like one or two years and after that, after the loss in the finals, things just weren't the same for them. But they did play the first four years in that decade. So it's tough. Uh, it would be tough for Boston. <laughs> it would just thinking about it. Cause you I mean, you got Brady, you got Gronk, you got to put them in the top 10. They're locks. And then you got a, there's just so many, just so many guys, even on the Red Sox, you have JD, JD Martinez, big poppy. Like, dang, it, Boston has all, it, it, it's tough to think of top 10, but I'll let you guys think for that. And as we continue to podcast, feel free to chat, put it in the box, and just let me know. I want to know who's your who's your top 10 in your sports city, and we'll talk. Um, but I do want to transition a little bit to the NFL because Dak Prescott signed a four-year, $160 million deal to rejoin the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> about time this deal got made about time <laughs> man he's been franchise tagged the past three years and I don't know what else he has to prove the Eagles got rid of Carson Wentz so all three teams have a huge question mark at quarterback now I do know that the Eagles officially announced that Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy for next year, Jeffrey Lurie wants everyone to know that, that Jalen Hurts is going to be QB number one. There's going to be no questions asked, but who the hell knows what the Eagles, I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a quarterback. All right. So here, sorry, here we go. Dunk FN. So here we go. So here's your, it's no particular order. So you got Brady, obviously Ortiz. Yep. Gronk. Yes. 
Mookie Betts, yes. Isaiah Thomas definitely was great in the decade. Definitely should have stayed longer. Julian Edelman, yes. Devontae uh, Hightower, yes. Three Super Bowls. Gilmore, yes. Chris Sales, another guy, yes. KG. I, I mean, if you live in Boston, you got to know a little bit about the Red Sox. I'm not saying, like, you don't have to know everybody, but Boston had a great decade in baseball. Because, I mean, I, I played baseball as a kid. Like, that was my game. You don't want to see me in a diamond. I played a mean second base. I pretty much stopped everything that went in my way. I made a lot of diving catches throughout my career. I really pride myself on defense first. And then when it came to hitting, I was always, I always batted number two in the lineup because I rarely struck out. I made it a goal of myself to not strike out when I was up. Put the ball in play because if you put the ball in play, good things happen. Nowadays, everyone wants to hit bombs and and go for the home run. But that that was my game. So I really like Dustin, Petro- uh, Dustin Pedroia. For, from the Boston Red Sox. He was a really great leader for you guys in Boston. I really loved how he played. He was a scrappy second baseman. He had some pop, but he was mainly going to, he did all the other things. He led by example. He was a great defender. He won, multi, He won, I believe, like a couple gold gloves. He, he was a beast. So, I mean, that's really who I, even though Jose Altuve is another guy, like he... Definitely was part of that cheating scandal. No disrespect to him. I mean, he kind of put that on himself. But, like, I really model my game out of him because he's 5'6", a small guy that just puts the ball in play and just dominates the game. So that's really how, like, watching baseball, back to my point, the Red Sox were just dominant. I remember playing travel ball, and, and we, we as a team, we watched the Red Sox in 2013 beat the Cardinals and that was the World Series where Big Poppy hit over 600 in the World Series. Literally, that's literally insane to think about. Because if, in a baseball perspective, if if you're considered an all-star, if you bat a 300, which is three out of 10 times, this man, Big Poppy, in the biggest stage ever in baseball, was hitting 600. In the series, that's that's insane. So I mean, he's definitely top on that list. Oh, I yeah, I know definitely. Everyone has like I mean, I was taught to play multiple sports. That's why I really love talking basketball, football, baseball, everything. But like everyone has that one sport that they play constantly, and they play year round. For me, it was baseball. I loved it. I loved. Going to the ballpark, I would have my music, I had my select playlist, and I was in the zone. I was ready for a lot. If I was taller, it would have been basketball. I'm not gonna lie to you. But me, I'm five six. <laughs> God did not bless me with height. And there was no way in heck that <laughs> and that's one of the reasons why I really loved Isaiah Thomas was because he was five eight, doing so so like getting layups on seven footers, and you have to work out insane insanely to just be able to do all that, which is part of the reason why his hip started to really hurt him because of the beating he took every time he drove into the lane. 
But yeah, that's why I just stuck to my strengths. I was like, look, baseball, you don't really have to be the tallest guy to be dominant. You can be dominant in your own way. So yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I re- I really, I did play, I, I, I did play like a year or two of, of teams basketball. I loved it. It was great. But like, I just realized, I was like, I had no shot in high school. I was like, I had no shot. I'm not going to take it in amongst the trees <laughs> and possibly break my leg in the process. I mean, <laughs> no disrespect. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean, for me, it was baseball. I did travel ball. I did all stars in the summer. I did fall ball in the fall. In the winter, I was in the cage pretty much like three days a week balling. <laughs> Yeah, I I completely agree. Now I and I, and Danny Ainge has always been known to be a really great GM, but I'm not gonna lie to you. He's really been slacking on his moves. Now, other than he did finesse the Sixers hard in the draft, we did end up trading Boston. You guys ended up getting Tatum. We got Fultz. It was a hot mess. And I mean that trade uh, on the Brooklyn Nets, what you guys gave up for KG and and Paul Pierce was just straight robbery. The Brooklyn Nets were absolutely stupid for taking that trade. But other than those two moves, like the Kyrie trade did not work out well for both parties. Didn't. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of the other trades uh, off the top of my head. Like Danny Ainge has really, he has not really been, he's not, he's not been as dominant as a GM as he usually is. He's really been slacking. Again, like the Kyrie deal, no no team won that deal. At the time, people were like, oh, man, Boston, man, that, that was a great, I mean, it was mixed emotions because a lot of people loved Isaiah Thomas, but he had a hip problem. His hip problem was very bad. So, I mean, I see why people wanted to get Kyrie, and at the time, Kyrie just won a chip in Cleveland, so, like, he wants to finally lead on his own. So, but it ended up being an absolute disaster. And then the Kemba Walker deal. Now, Kemba is so streaky. When he's hitting, he's a beast. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And you guys are just lacking a big man. I know Andre Drummond's in the mix. And that's another thing I want to talk about is Blake Griffin is now on the Nets, too. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, I know Andre Drummond's on the market. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. Danny Ainge, I don't know why you're pulling the... You don't want to pull the trigger. I know, I know Andre Drummond is... Not really like the best rim protector, but in terms of rebounding, the Boston needs a legit rebounder. And that's all Andre Drummond does is get boards. So, but yeah, so Danny Ainge is definitely, he's he's definitely been slacking. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, he has, he's been slacking. Like the Kemba deal was nice, but he's very streaky of a player. He'll give you, Moments where he's just dropping 25 consistently, and then he'll also give you games where he can't hit a barn side of a barn. Like, he, he's very streaky. He's hit or miss. And when it comes to the playoffs and stuff, you need consistency. And I don't, you don't know what you're going to get out of Kemba on a given night. You don't. And it can be a great thing when he's hitting, but when he's not, his shots, he's taking shots from Jalen Brown. That's averaging a career-high 26 points a game. He's taking shots away from Jason Tatum because we all know how great Jason Tatum is. So, I mean, I, I agree. 
All eyes on Ainge. I completely agree this offseason. It's going to be huge for him because I definitely think Boston is missing. They're, they're just missing that one piece to get them over the hump. They need like a good solid veteran that can protect the that can protect the rim, grab boards, and help lead the team. I mean, when you guys had Al Horford, Al Horford wasn't the splash big, but he was that compliment veteran that would hit clutch plays for you guys and make clutch plays and lead. He was the perfect big man for you guys. I know, trust me, as a Sixers fan, I couldn't stand it. He, he locked and beat up. I, I To this day, I still don't understand how he was able to lock and beat down. I don't get it. Him and Baines, I don't know. Like, they just they just find a way. <laughs> they, they do. They just, they literally find a way. And I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't at all. Ooh, man. Oh yeah. I definitely agree. The bench Pritchard's all right. But I mean, you, I mean, one thing I will say though, Pritchard is a rookie though. So, you know, they're going to hit that wall at some point. Every, every rookie does. Like, even John Morant last year definitely hit a rookie wall towards the end of the year. That's part of the reasons why the Grizzlies were the outside looking in when it comes to making the playoffs. I mean, it's very hard to play and to be a rookie and to dominate consistently in the league. It's you have to get it. You got to get used to the pace. But I definitely think Pritchard has definitely a good future. Now, I do think his defense needs to be a little bit better, but. If he can get you buckets off the bench, I mean, that's all you need. But right now, though, he's a rookie. You can't rely on him to be consistent. Again, that's what it comes down to is consistency. And that's what happens when you have a lot of young guys. They, they have to figure it out. They're going to go through growing pains. It sucks, but that's just part of the game. Now, definitely a couple years from now, he's going to be definitely like a great. I, he might even be a six-man-of-the-year candidate in his future. I don't see him starting yet. But I definitely think he could be a six-man-of-the-year candidate in like a year or two. Definitely. I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, he's already hitting clutch shots now as a rookie. So, again, the sky's the limit for him. Let's see. As I, I just need to check one thing real quick. Let's see. Oh, want me to send you the link. One second. Yeah, I got a couple of people texting me saying, hey, 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 what's the link and stuff? So here, let me just post the link on here. Let's see. Share. Copy. Paste. All right. There we go. So and then let me put a little promo up so that way more people can hop on. And then we're good. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we've just been talking basketball, talking football. I definitely like your list, though, Duck, uh, Dunk FN. I, I, I really do. I mean, it's tough for Boston, but Big Poppy, Mookie Betts, Isaiah Thomas, uh, KG is definitely in the mix. Ray Allen's in the mix. Edelman, uh, <laughs> Hightower, Chris Sale, Gilmore, because Gilmore won Defensive Player of the Year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely respect your list. I'm not going to lie to you. I do. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I'm not going to lie. That list is tough. Um, but I, I honestly, I might, I might take just a quick five minute break. So that way I can get my list for top athletes in my city and also definitely start posting a little bit of promos and stuff. So I'm going to take a very quick break. And as I do, and as I do, definitely, if you can cut that list a little bit smaller, that would be great. But you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez here on Twitch.tv. The podcast will be out if you guys miss this recording on Friday. So I'm going to take a very quick break. I'll be out probably just for like five, five to ten minutes. And then we'll come back. We'll resume conversation. I want to hear thoughts on NBA All-Star Weekend. Top athletes of your city. It can be either all-time or on the decade. I will start with decade and then possibly change to all time. And then obviously the news with the Cowboys. I got to really get into that and do do a little bit more football talk. But we'll be right back here on Swoop Radio. All right, and we're back. Yeah, I just needed a quick five minutes just to refresh. I got my water. I'm cold, chilling, just letting you guys know here on Monday night. And, man, yeah, so I know just just to pick up where we left off, I wanted to know again, I don't know what city you guys are tuning in and stuff. I was really thinking we can really get into – some talks about we can either do greatest athletes of all time, but I was really thinking just narrowing it down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I also know that you are a Texan fan. Yeah, big shout out to you, Dunk FN. So I I just wanted to know, like, in your city, what are some top athletes in your city over the past decade? Because I know for Philly, I talked about Claude Giroux. I also talked about. Um, Roy Holiday for the couple years, LaShawn McCoy, even though he's very problematic in what he's done off the field. On the field, he ran for 700 yards. I know I talked about Lane Johnson being maybe even in the discussion. Nick Foles got to be in the discussion. So I just wanted to know, like, what are some top athletes in your city as well? But yeah, I know the Texans, dude. I, I know with J.J. Watt, that's a guy that's in Houston, literally just screams top athlete in Houston, Deshaun Watson, what he's done the past couple years, maybe even a top athlete. I know for Houston, like James Harden's got to be up there, maybe even Chris Paul for the couple years, and you got Jose Altuve, uh, George Springer in that core, uh, Alex Bregman. Those are some guys. I know Justin Verlander's on there as well. So those are guys that are top athletes in Houston of the past decade. So, Top 10 favorite players. Oh, man. So, I mean, out of all the sports, I know for me in my top 10, I know this guy's problematic, but Jose Altuve, I know he was a part of the scandal. But again, he's 5'6", playing in a professional league, and he's also hit over 20-plus home runs at 5'6". You earn my respect. And he also won batting title and MVP for the Houston Astros. Jose Altuve is on my top 10 favorite players of all time. 
or not of all time, but of like the past decade. Um, uh, in terms of in terms of favorite players, I love Embiid. I love his game. He definitely is fun to watch. I watch him day in and day out. I know a lot of players can't stand Simmons, but I'm one of the people that loves Ben Simmons. I really love how he impacts the game defensively and also changes the pace of the game. So that's another guy in my top 10. Uh, I, I really, um, when it comes to when it comes to athletes, I really, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm a big fan of the clutch guys, so I really love Damian Lillard. He is in my top 10 favorite players. I love how he plays. I love how he leads. And I love how he's not scared to take the shot. There could be nights when Lillard is going 2 of 10 from the three-point line. And he'll still be chucking shots. And I just love that. He's not scared to take the moment. He's not scared of the moment. And that that's what really makes Damian Lillard so special. And he is definitely right up there in terms of favorite athletes. Deshaun Watson is my favorite quarterback of the NFL. I, I've been I've loved him since Clemson. I love how he plays. I love how he leads. He is just a true leader on and off the court. And he really helped change that program around. And I, I followed his days even in high school. That's how much I really I just love this game. I love how he plays. So he's another guy that's on my list um, for top 10 players. Um, as I'm trying to think, I am also a huge Chris Paul fan. If, if you guys don't know, he literally, you can take him on any team and he turns them into winners. The Hornets stunk before they drafted Chris Paul. They draft Chris Paul. They are a second round playoff team. The Clippers we all know they're a joke of a franchise. Once Chris Paul came, now I do know postseason he's been injured and they've had their ups and downs, but Chris Paul turned the Clippers into a consistent playoff team. And then now what he's doing in Phoenix. Phoenix goes from a borderline playoff team, maybe even a lottery team, to the number two seed in the Western Conference. And we know that the Western Conference is loaded. Chris Paul even had a game where he had 19 assists and only and then did not have a single turnover in the game. And if I think he did, he had one turnover. Chris Paul's a beast. Hall of Fame, first bout Hall of Famer. Never got the respect. And I understand why he's been hurt in the biggest stage. Like, if he stays healthy, I think the I think honestly think the Rockets beat Kevin Durant's Warriors in game seven if Chris Paul was healthy. Not going to lie to you, Chris Paul, and that just shows you his impact, what he does, not scared of taking the big shot. And his mid-range game is dirty. Absolute money from the mid-range, and he makes your team better. And that's, that's another guy that I've in my top 10 without a doubt. Uh, when it comes to hockey, now when it comes to football, I, I don't really have a lot of hockey guys. But when it comes to football, Tom Brady obviously is one of my favorite. At first, I never really liked him. I was a Peyton Manning guy. I really was. I love how Peyton Manning, because that's another one of my favorite players. I love how he could. He just changes the mind, changes the play. And I don't know if you guys have watched his show, Detail, on ESPN+. 
but I can sit and listen to him all day, every day, dissect NFL film, dissect what the quarterback's thinking, dissect what the defense is thinking on the other side as he's watching film. His mind, he's just one of the most intelligent football players to ever play the game, and that's why he won five MVPs, the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Now we all know who the GOAT is, and that is Tom Brady, and that's another guy on my list just because, man, him in the clutch, he, his whole story is just, is just amazing. And then another guy I really love is Lamar Jackson. I really love the way how he's impact the game and is changing the quarterback position, that dual threat quarterback. But I'll get into Lamar. I, I'm getting really ahead of myself. I, I'm probably naming like more than 10 names, but, but yeah, Tom Brady, Again, he ran a six-second 40, something like that, something ridiculous. It was close to six. Pretty much rounded up to six. He's a six-round pick. People really thought he's the scrub. He's not He's not going to dominate the league. He can't move. And you see what he did. He won three Super Bowls in his first four years. Then he goes through the nine years, nine, ten-year drought. Of he lost to the Jets at home. He lost to the Giants twice in the Super Bowl. He he lost a couple AFC title games to Peyton Manning. And I mean, I really like that. I love when players face a little bit of adversity. Like even Jordan, he had to face he had to face adversity, getting over to bad boy Pistons and stuff. Not everyone is perfect in the league and in professional sports. Which is why, like, when Jordan went six for six, it's so hard. But Tom Brady, game on the line, universe on the line. You need someone to give you a drive, 99 yards for a game winner. It's Tom Brady. He was down 28 to three in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. And they came back to win in, in OT. So Tom Brady's definitely in my top 10 for favorite players of all time. And I want to know your list as well as I'm explaining it. I know I, I can go on and on and on. But for guys that are tuning in, if you guys want to put in the chat, who was your top 10 favorite players in this decade, all time, whatever, just put it right there on the chat and we can discuss and we'll talk about it. But yeah, just naming some guys. I mentioned Peyton Manning, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, in terms of basketball players, I really love how Embiid Simmons plays. I love Chris Paul and how he plays. I really love the all-around type of players, the guys that can do it all. And I love Damian Lillard because he does not really... I'm also a big fan of an underdog, too. I'm not going to lie to you. So, like, when I see Damian Lillard play, he does not get the respect that he deserves. And in my opinion, if you, if you swap... Lillard with Steph Curry, I think the Warriors will be just as good. And in my opinion, I don't think they choke that 3-1 series if Damian Lillard is running the show. Because if there's one thing Damian Lillard is not scared of, and that is to take the big shot. And I would say to wrap up my, my top 10, Jimmy Butler being in my top 10 just because I watch all of his interviews. He's just so funny. He's such an entertaining guy on and off the court. Um, He... And again, another guy that's not scared to take the big shot. And that's what I really, when I look at basketball players, that's those are the players that I gravitate towards. I gravitate towards the players. Okay, 
I can go two for 20 in a night. I know the media is probably going to kill me for it, but I'm going to go, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. And that's what Jimmy Butler does. There's been nights where Jimmy Butler was, has been absolutely terrible, but he'll hit, he'll hit the game winning shot because he's not scared of the moment. Arguably, I would say he's probably top five in this current decade, like not decade, but this current generation clutch time players. You got to put him right up there. He showed it. I mean, I know Boston. I know. I, I know Dunk FN. I know you're a Boston fan. I mean, he single handedly killed y'all in the clutch in in the postseason last year. So I mean, Jimmy Butler earned his respect. So that's a guy that I really like to wrap up my top ten in terms of just all around great player. He's not really the best shooter, but when the game's on the line. He knows how to shoot. Another guy I really like is Rondo. Playoff Rondo is real. Like I, I, I really am. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan for point guards that make their teammates better. And then I'm also a big fan. I'm a big fan of players like that that are just very intelligent players. Not really the most athletic players, but guys that can, that are not scared of the moment. That can take the shots. Um, and and I know and I know as I've been explaining it, I really like this. So, so you have JJ as your number one, Isaiah Thomas. I like that. Deshaun. Oh yeah, Rondo too. Yep. You can't you can't go wrong with Rondo. I'm not gonna lie to you. There is no championship in Boston in 08 without Rajon Rondo. So, Kyrie. I, I understand. I understand why a lot of people hate Kyrie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, those are your teams, though, the Texans and Celtics. I mean, over the past decade, I mean, Boston, that young core of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have been, I mean, they've been to two conference finals. What else can you say? Like, no, three. Well, I know Jalen Brown's been in three. Jason Tatum's been to two. So, I mean, what can you say about that? And then the make and then Houston's been great. The Texans, even though this past year they suck, and that's Bill O'Brien's fault. He's just a dumb. He's a dumbass. I'm not gonna lie to you. Bill O'Brien is just an idiot. He lost all my respect when you blow a 24 point lead in a quarter. In a quarter. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. The Houston Texans have been very good and very consistent in this decade. I know they've had a couple playoff wins. Now when they play against the Patriots, they lose 40 to nothing. But that's every team when they play against Tom Brady's Patriots. Again, that just shows you his greatness. Um, but I like it. Marcus Smart, I, I definitely like. And if you guys are just tuning in, uh, we're we're naming our top 10 favorite players. If you guys want to put that in the chat and we can get this conversation going, I love it. Uh, but yeah, Deshaun Watson's gonna is he's going to have to leave. If I'm Houston, you don't have a first-round pick for the next you don't even have a first round pick next year either. So you you need to you need to make up some draft capital. And the only player that is worth anything on your team right now is Deshaun Watson. You can get three first round picks for him. And with those three first round picks, you can get a bunch of studs. You can get another quarterback. You can get a wide receiver. You can get a lineman because of the Texans offensive line has been in shambles. And they can't consistently protect anybody. So but yeah, I mean they are. Deshaun Watson definitely makes Texans games very entertaining. And that's a sign of a good quarterback is if they can take a even if you're a bad team, if you're in every game, that's because your quarterback 
is solid. Your quarterback is great. Like, I mean, bad quarterbacks, they get blown out. Good quarterbacks find a way to just stay in it, even if their team's really not that good. So, I mean, and, and the Texans, I know they lost a lot of games. Narrow, narrow. I know the both. I know, we talked about it last live stream. Both games that they played the Colts came down to the final minute. Literally. So, I mean, can't really. Like, this is it if you're a Houston fan. No disrespect. So much pain. So much pain. But, you know. That's that's sports though. I'm not gonna lie to you. That is literally that's sports. That's just how it is. But yeah, I mean, we are I want to know your top ten players as we're talking. If you guys missed it earlier, I really got into some all-star basketball talk. I talked about the weekend, how the, the dunk contest, we need more star power. Just like the three-point contest where you a couple years ago, Stephen Clay going at it. Like we need some star power on the slam dunk contest. But I want to know your top 10 favorite players. It can be the decade. It can be the top 10 players of your city. It can be your top athletes of all time. We can just get the we can get the conversation going. But for me, if you guys are just tuning in, I, I went with Damian Lillard as one of them. Jimmy Butler. Oh, man. Yo, you have, as I'm looking at Dunk FN, you have Carmelo Anthony. That's another guy who's been dominant for so long. And what he's done in Portland. Portland is... Portland does not get enough respect. Um, you got Aaron Rodgers on there. And yeah, yeah, I know. And then we were talking about the Texans for a little bit too. Uh, the Colts and Titans. I know both of those games came down to the wire because, again, Deshaun Watson's, again, my, my favorite quarterback in the NFL. He's an absolute stud. That's one of the reasons he's in my top 10. So I've been talking about Deshaun Watson probably for the past like 10, 15 minutes. Because that's how much like he's just he's just great. I mean, even in his days in Clemson, just an absolute baller. And I knew he was gonna be real when he took on that at Alabama defense. He got hit so hard he literally spun in midair and did a helicopter. And Clemson and he got up like a champ, and Clemson still won the game. So again, that just shows you his dominance and how great of a player he is. So, I mean, yeah, we're just we're naming our top 10 favorite athletes. We're talking. We're chilling on this Monday night. Um, I'll probably I'll probably stay live probably for another like 20 minutes um, just because, again, I mean, it's it's just fun sports talk. I love talking sports. I can talk sports all day. Um, and again, I appreciate you a lot. Dunk uh, Dunk FN for typing in the chat, posting in the chat, um, because, again, we, we're getting the conversation going. We're chilling here. And we're just having fun. I mean, can't lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Texans-Bills playoff game. I would play the highlights now of it, but I know I'd be flagged for copyright, and I'm not taking that chance. But when Deshaun Watson did that spin move and, and he escaped in overtime, dirty. Like, he he won the Texans that game because the I'm not going to lie to you. The Bills were the better team. The Bills' defense was better. <laughs> and the only thing that the Texans had the advantage of was they had a better quarterback. And Josh Allen was playing in his first playoff game, definitely had a lot of anxiety. And you saw that in crunch time. I'm not really a Josh Allen guy. I think he's a good, solid quarterback. But when it comes to, like, big playoff games, he really, he really 
folds. Like even when they, even when they, even in this year, like the Colts should have won that game. The Ravens, if if Lamar Jackson didn't throw that pick six, who knows how that game would have turned out to be. And then the Chiefs game, he didn't show up at all. So, I mean, that. But back to your point, though, the Bills and Texans game was fun to watch. It was so entertaining. And again, that's part of the reasons why Deshaun Watson is in my top ten favorite athletes of the past decade, in my opinion. But of all time, I would probably go definitely Michael Jordan. He literally just an assassin. I would have loved to see him play in today's game. I definitely think he would develop a consistent three-point shot. And I definitely think he would put up over 30 a night. Sort of like what Bradley Beal's doing now. Just a beast, man. I mean, I, I again, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan for guys that might not be physically gifted as much. But mentally are just on another level. AI is another guy. I mean, in Philadelphia, oh, yeah, the next game he blew a 24 nothing lead. And then the, the crazy part is you guys got blown out. It wasn't like it was just 24 nothing, and then everything was all right. Like, no, like the Texans were up 24 nothing, and then they blew the lead in a quarter. At halftime, it's 28-24, and then the final score is 55-31, to I believe. The Chiefs scored 55 unanswered points. How does that happen, and you're a playoff team? How? That was the beginning of the end for the Texans. It was. It was. And then you got rid of Hopkins, no first-round pick. Now J.J. Watson in Arizona. That would be funny to see Deshaun Watson go to Arizona, too. I honestly think if he does, Arizona will go win a chip. Because, I mean, their defense is a little bit shaky, but they've signed some guys now. They got J.J. Watt, their solid veteran. They're just a young team trying to figure out how to win. And, I mean, Kyler Murray, he's a very – I mean, he was great for fantasy. I'm not going to lie to you. But the question with him is can he stay healthy because he's only 5'8". He, I'm, he's only two inches taller than me, and he's playing quarterback in the NFL. I know, I I know, I have a difficult time seeing and throwing a football, or maybe even driving a basketball against a tall person. I can only imagine how Kyler Murray is uh, is doing. But yeah, I mean, at some point though, I mean, even with the Lions with Matthew Stafford, like if you, it's not the quarterback's fault that. The organization has failed to build a good team around him. Like Deshaun Watson threw for over 4,500 yards. He led the NFL in passing yards this year, and, and his team stunk. Matthew Stafford, people love to talk about, oh my goodness, Patrick Mahomes sidearm passes and stuff. But Matthew Stafford was doing that for a living. Literally every single week, Matthew Stafford's throwing baseball sidearms. And I and I mentioned this earlier in my podcast. Great NF, great athletes know how to play more than one sport. And they take what they learn from one sport and they translate it to the other sport. That's why Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, all of these guys. I believe even Tom Brady played baseball for a little bit. All these guys played baseball. Where did he learn to sidearm throw from? Baseball. Those are some stuff you learn from other sports. Like, I know football and basketball players, they learn a lot of things from each other as well. So, yeah, I mean, you you miss out on a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you can't, when you have a great quarterback, you got to be able to build around them. 
You can't fail. You can't suck <laughs> at, at your job. And that's what the Eagles did with Carson Wentz. They did not build a team around him. Carson Wentz, he literally threw for over 4,000 yards in a season and did not have a single pass catcher, not a single receiver, tight end, running back, anybody get more than 500 yards receiving in the season. Microphone dropped. Like, literally, like, literally, like, what? Like, come on. Really? <laughs> like, come on. Like, I don't know what else to say to that. Like, there's nothing else that you can say to that. And when you have a great talent to generational talent, build around them. Spend the extra money. Get the free agents. Draft well. Don't mess up. And that's what the Eagles did. That's what the heck the Texans are doing. I mean, but you could say that for a lot of franchises, though. Imagine being the Oklahoma City Thunder. Imagine. Imagine being the Thunder right now. James Harden. Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook. Serge Ibaka. Kendrick Perkins. I even know Kendrick Perkins is a little bit of a weirdo. The Thunder drafted in consecutive drafts. Three straight Hall of Famers did not get a championship. And I agree, Texans-Eagles season is going to be tough. But imagine being an Oklahoma City fan. I mean, it's great because you've had all of these Hall of Famers. Don't get me wrong. Like Chris Paul, Hall of Famer. Paul George, Hall of Famer. Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. And even now you have Gilius Alexander. <laughs> like the Oklahoma, like Oklahoma City, it meant like that's tough. You have that young core of players and you don't get a ring to show for it. You messed up. They weren't patient. They didn't let Harden become a starter. Man. What could have been? What could have been? So, but I mean, Oklahoma City, their GM knows what he's doing, though. They got like 80 draft picks over the next decade. So, I mean, we just have to wait and see, and we will. But I'm ready to wrap things up. It's been about an hour 30. It's been fun. It's been great. Thank you, Dunk FN, for typing in the chat, and thank you for everyone else that tuned into this live stream. Again, I am going to live stream this Thursday. I'm going to do both games. I'm de- I might take like a five, 10 minute break in between as I get reset and I'll have like my notes and stuff. But Celtics Nets, that's going to be my game of the week. I'm going to post a preview on my Instagram. Let me, let me put my Instagram on the chat for you guys. So that way you guys know as I type. And of course, do yeah, yeah, Dunk F, uh, uh, FN, yeah, of course. See you Thursday. I'm going to be live streaming that game. It's going to be fun. Celtics Nets. Then I'm also going to do Warriors Clippers. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of hot takes. I'm also going to be live streaming and also live betting as the game is going on on FanDuel. I'm 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 trying to get FanDuel as a partnership here. Maybe they didn't give me an advertisement or something. Who knows? Um, but. 
For the podcast, you guys can tune in if you guys missed this live stream. I'll post it up by Friday, maybe even earlier this week since I am recording on Monday night. And I know typically I usually live stream on Thursday, so thank you everyone for coming out and enjoying the live stream. Hopefully you guys enjoyed my NBA All-Star Weekend Talk. Even Dak Prescott signing a four-year, $160 million deal to go to the Cowboys. I know Skip Bayless is probably drinking up a storm, having a great time tonight. And I will definitely tune in to Undisputed tomorrow to see that. Um, Dak Prescott finally got paid. Well-deserved for him. But I got into that. And then also the top athletes of the decade. Uh, Hopefully you guys can comment on the podcast once it's posted and stuff. I want to know. Who is your top 10 pocket? Who is your top 10 athletes of the decade? And a score update just for fun. Gonzaga is whooping St. Mary's semi in the semifinal of the WCC tournament. 77 to 52. Sorry, I had to look up to see that. But I hope you guys have a wonderful night, guys. Stay safe. Please do. Great times at COVID-19. Always. If you guys ever need a question, someone to talk to. I'm all ears. I am a psychology major and a communications major. Graduated last year. So, um, and I know I keep going on and on. Tune in Spotify, iHeartRadio, and on Twitch.tv. Just search Swoop Radio. I'll pop right up. But have a wonderful night, guys. Stay safe. Take it easy. This is Josh signing off. Swoop.